Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. Happy Monday. Thank you for joining us. And now, I am supposed to be titillated and terrified. How Brad- did you come across Stinkholes, girl? <laughs> no. You have a story for me, and it has to... In- it involves water, and so yeah, that's all I know. Your least favorite thing, deep water and sea creatures. Yeah. I know you hate those things, mm-hmm. but I saw this story, and I thought... Will this terrify Dawn or intrigue her to learn more? Because you, you're you a curious beast. You are creature. What You know what I mean? You're creature. not a beast person. Um, I saw this headline and I thought of you instantly. You decide why. Okay. A Florida man living underwater won't resurface <gasps> even after breaking the record. Dawn. What? I found this guy. His name is J- Dr. Joseph Detoury. And he has been living underwater at the bottom of a 30-foot deep lagoon in Key Largo, Florida. Gross. It is his 74th day, Well, whenever the story came out. Uh, is he in a tube? He's in like a big, he's in Jules Undersea Lodge. So, I like Jules Verne. Yeah. I, I imagine if you want to Google Jules Undersea Lodge, he's been residing mm. there. Like I said, I think on Sunday is when the story came out for 74 days. Now, this story gets more and more fascinating. But first, I just want to take your temperature. How do you feel if I said, Don, I'm going to give you a million dollars if you can live at Jules Undersea Lodge for 74 days? What would you say to me? A million? Yeah, I would do it for oh. a million. Okay, well, that I mean, was not can hard. I have some noise canceling? A hundred thousand. I will have, no. Okay. Two hundred thousand? No. Are we going to do this? No. We got to find the price. Yeah. What's your price? Yeah. Half a million? I don't know. You asked a question. Do you get your AirPods? What did you ask? I want noise canceling headphones. The sound of the water gurgling around me. And like, also, I want curtains if there are windows and. <laughs> I want to pretend it's not the sea. Well, I want to, that was actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because, and I can tell you more about the record that he broke, which by the way, the previous record was 73 days, two hours and 34 minutes and Uh was set by two Tennessee professors, Bruce Cantrell and Jessica Fain. And they did the same thing in the same location back in 2014, but he's been there for longer, but it gets even weirder first though, back to you and your fear. Is it the... The knowing that you're underwater or seeing the underwater that would terrify you more. Like, so if you didn't have curtains, there was no window, would you be fine? I am like when I went on a cruise and I was on a ship, yeah. I was forced to be on there. I had a cabin that was underground. 
like or whatever. Interior. You had an interior cabin. I did. Yeah. So you I couldn't don't. see outside, which could be more terrifying. Because, but, but but I'm asking you, I, is that more terrifying for you, or seeing the water would be it's more seeing terrifying? Seeing the water, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I feel like you could do this if you just put curtains up or something. Curtains, and also I don't want to hear that stuff. I don't want to see anything so, coming what are you around. Hear it's water. It's gurgly. It's it's gonna be <laughs> I don't the think sound. underwater is gurgly. It sure is. Like it's, it's just like, like what if something bangs into the side of my wall? I'm gonna hear it, like a shark or something. By the way, thanks TMZ for putting up a video. I didn't watch it, but I saw some stills of a tiger shark attacking a fisherman. Uh, well, his kayak. It bit into his kayak in Hawaii. Yeah. I don't need to even see a still of that. No, that's so, terrifying. N- no, thank you. But this is, um, yeah, I mean, I would do it for money. As long as I didn't have to look at it. It's the fear of. What if you had to go look out the window every morning for five minutes? <laughs> No. Oh, no. Like if you had to stick your you know face on do? the porthole for five minutes. I would blur my eyes like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't make me open my eyes bigger. Yeah, I'll I just... can. There's going to be a <gasps> camera on the outside of the porthole looking at to see if your eyes are open. What is the camera the whole So you couldn't thing? do that. You couldn't stomach staring out the window. I don't want to do that. I would probably puke a lot. Are you curious at all, though, how this guy did this? Because I am like, I, too, am afraid of my fear is more like. The dark unknown of water yes. and the existential thought of being like of drowning. Honestly, yeah, it's so vast. The ocean, the idea of the ocean, like some people are really afraid of space. I'm afraid of water and what's out there that I can't see that's coming because you don't know until it's too late. Yeah. If a huge whale is coming or something that's going to swallow you or like jellyfish are scary, you know. Well, I will tell you, and for the listener who's curious, so Joseph Turi. now there was a really fascinating piece of the story that I did not understand, and I was hoping maybe someone could explain to me. So he's on in, you know, at the undersea lodge, 30 feet down right now to keep busy. He eats a lot of protein heavy eggs and salmon using a microwave. He exercises with resistance bands. He does push-ups and takes an hour long nap. Unlike a submarine, the lodge does not use technology to adjust for the increased underwater pressure. What? Okay, how is that possible? Is don't his ears <gasps> just explode? I just saw a picture. I know it's terrifying. Ew. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not pressurized. So how does that work? Oh. What? I just went forward in the pictures and he was waving to a scuba diver outside the window yeah really freaked me yeah out. no he's just like sitting there it actually looks kind of cool like, is this a hotel this, that you can stay in how much is it a night let me look i mean Jules it is a lodge undersea it says. lodge and uh yes you can do overnight stays key largo undersea park is the home of Jules lagoon we offer scuba let's see i'll get you all the details so you can stay oh, there 1125 for single occupancy couples is uh one about 1700 bucks a Yikes. night? Uh, it appears... Yeah, I mean, that's usually the price they quote, a night. But also, how can it not be pressurized? I don't understand that. Maybe it's some technology that Jules Verne came up with. It's only 30 feet down. Yeah, that's but like, have thing. you ever... like? Because I, the last time I was... When we just were on our last cruise and I was scuba... Or not scuba diving, snorkeling. I like to dive down as far as I can before like my ears pop. And it doesn't take long. I would say it's like 
10 feet or yeah, something. And all of a sudden you're like, you ow, yeah. ow, my head, ow. Yeah. Right? So I can't imagine how you get down there and it adjusts. Oh, we got someone on the phone? We've got Jeff who's actually done it. He's got details. Jeff! Oh, my gosh. You're a lifesaver, Jeff. Tell us what you know and scare the pants off Don. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, my wife and I were scuba divers, and we found Key Largo as one of the best places to go because they have so much to offer there, mm-hmm. and it's easy to get to. So, anyways, we go there, and we were in – the water was so choppy one day that we couldn't go out um, from the marina, so we went into this um, bay that they have. And the guy said, do you want to see the underwater uh, hotel? And it's like, sure. So we were scuba diving, and you go down, and you come up, and we, we couldn't go inside, but you could see through the windows. They've got windows there. Mm-hmm. So you, to get there, you got to go there, either scuba dive or some type of an underground, or I mean an underwater uh, deal to get there, because you got to go underwater to get there. It's the yeah. only way to get there. And um, once you're there... It's almost like, you know how when you see on TV the submarines and stuff like that where people swim up from underneath and it's kind of like a pressurized oh, sure. uh, open area? Yeah. That's, that's what it is. You come up through that little hatch, and then you get inside, and then you close the hatch, and then it depressurizes or whatever it does. But then you, you can order pizza in there. Um, oh, that's kind on, of the man. novelty of it, that you, could, you can stay overnight in there. Um, I can't remember what it cost. It wasn't real expensive. Well, Mike just said but, it was yeah. eleven. Huh? For a single person, Mike just said it was eleven hundred dollars or seventeen hundred a couple. Okay. See, I couldn't I remember what, what it was. Is. I know. I know it wasn't cheap, but um, it was sort of the novelty of it. And yeah. You could order. You know, you could order pizza, and that's kind of just a thing. <laughs> I but like it's the like, idea man, that we're scuba pizza. divers, but I don't know that I'd want to stay in there because it it, does, it uh, doesn't. It's not very big. Yeah. I would imagine it's more for just the novelty of saying you slept underwater. Right. Yeah. Yep. In an underwater hotel. See, that was, it was, I don't, it was located somewhere else. I didn't catch where it was at and they moved it there to Key Largo. Oh, okay. okay. What about, we're yeah. wondering about really quick, quick, if you could tell us, um, how are they doing this where it's not pressurized? Like, how do you maintain your, your ears? How does that work? You know what I Once mean? Once you're inside there, you, if you're you're fine. Okay. You, cause, but you come up through the you know through the hatch. Uh-huh. It, it's you're not that deep. Okay. So okay. it's not like right. um you know I mean you're thirty feet. It's, prob- it's, it's not it's like not the yet. abyss, it's, huh? It's not like the abyss, the movie no. from the 1980s. No. Yeah. No, okay. you're only I would say because we were we were just in a lagoon and the lagoon was maybe. 12 feet deep in total. Oh, okay. Kind of over off to the side. It's probably, I would guess, the hatch that you go through is probably from surface no more than about six feet deep. Oh, okay. Oh. So it's not like you're way down there where you're going to see, you know, massive sharks and all this stuff coming up. Yeah, you, you'll see some fish and stuff through the through the, the glass. But the <laughs> other thing, too, is it's in the lagoon, which is really it was it was murky water, so yeah. it's not like you have great visibility. That's either. what's scary. It's just the novelty of saying... You stayed in an underwater yeah. hotel. That's fabulous. Thank you Thank so you, much Jeff. for calling Anytime and sharing, need, Jeff. Yes, any scuba yeah. diving um, information, please call. You got it. Okay. All right. Bye. All right, so Dawn is still not interested, uh, but you would do it for money. I think the murky thing just, to me. I was so done with just, this conversation. She literally turned herself <laughs> off. turned my mic off. She turns her mic off, sits back, starts talking, and wonders why no one can hear her. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, go go breathe it out during the break. And Ugh. when we come back, I don't want to talk about the new Superman because I haven't gotten over the old Superman. Well, but Dawn is going to tell us who uh, is in the running for Superman when we come back right here on my my talk one oh seven one. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. I'm actually headed there tomorrow morning for the latest appointment on my dental implant journey. In fact, um, it's been a multi-step process, and I'm so grateful for the team at Dakota Dental because they've explained every step of the process along the way, what what I should look forward to, how much it's going to cost, how to plan accordingly. It's been an entirely uh, just thankful journey that I've been on with my friends at Dakota Dental. So if you've got questions about dental implants, I want you to give them a call. But maybe you're just in the market or on the schedule for a regular checkup and cleaning. They do that too. They do everything to keep you in tip-top shape for your dental health. Just head to dakotadental.com. They're located conveniently right down in Apple Valley. Super easy uh, to get back and forth. And they've got plenty of appointments at work at a time. Or I should say plenty of appointments that can work with your schedule. Head to dakotadental.com today. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Refunds.com. Bradley trainer, Don McLean, producer Mike Ganger. The Adventures of Bradley and Don. I just want to say that we are about to embark on an amazing adventure. Where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. And take my hand, let me make you mine. I'm through waiting, taking my time. Never felt like this before. Take my name and make it yours. Take my days, baby, take my nights. My Talk is a proud partner of Twin Cities Pride. Kickoff Pride Month in June with the Grand Marshal Reception. That's going to be on June 3rd. The event will be from 5 to 8 p.m. at Midtown Global Market. Tickets are $15. Learn more and get your tickets now at tcpride.org. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Well, we have to talk about um, the new Superman. There's a quest to cast DC's new top hero. Uh, and of course, we're all stuck on Henry Cavill. Well, you and I particularly, yeah. because I can't think of a better person to portray the Man of Seal than Henry Cavill. Yes. But apparently, Mr. Gunn. Feels differently. He feels differently. I believe this is going to be a younger Superman anyway, which I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Well, um, I, I guess they want a younger Superman because of the part of the story they're trying to tell and or the longevity that a younger actor potentially could provide. Exactly. But what about CGI or Botox? Yeah. I mean, did you see Harris? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Ford, Ford, right? right. <laughs> like in every movie he's done in the last 20 it's, years. Plus, why do we have to accept that aging from an alien is... Thank you! He's an alien, guys. Let's not forget. And he also looks great without clothes. Oh. And frankly... Uh, oh. Well, I'm just saying, do you not agree? Yeah, I, I mean, agree, but I haven't seen... I guess I haven't seen as much as you have. What, what have I seen without that you clothes, haven't seen? I don't know. I mean, it's not hard to imagine what's under that like cape lycra i mean it doesn't leave much to the imagination <laughs> mm, right 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 all right so um lois Unless lane it's padded do you think it's a padded suit no the muscles i, mean. I don't know let's look up um look up on your work computer henry cavill <laughs> naked naked <laughs> yeah no do that not happening do it. Bookmark. let me turn the wi-fi off hold on no i'm not doing it go ahead okay so we do know um that david corin sweat what? He, he is going to be Lex Luthor. Um, well, that is the top contenders. So, wait a minute. Oh, he's one of the top contenders to play Superman. Uh, he was in the movie Corn Pearl. Sweat? Yeah, Corn. <laughs> I knew. When like I read this last time, I, he's going to think I'm saying Corn Sweat. Corn Sweat. Corn Sweat. How do you spell Corn Sweat? How do you spell Mr. Corn Sweat? C O R E N S W E T. Okay, because the only name I saw attached was Nicholas Holt. Well, Nicholas Holt could be Lex Luthor. Oh. That's um Yeah, so they are going young. If the if the if these reports are genuine, that would indicate a younger version of said characters. Yes. And then there's another person who was on Euphoria and he his name is Jacob Elordi. Oh yeah, Jacob Elordi. He okay. was just in what was he just in? Mm. You people would know him. Uh, do, do, do. Well, Euphoria, but I swear he was in something else. Anyway, okay, okay so, so he's being considered that. for Superman 2? Yes, and then we have two others. Are you ready? Yeah. Tom Brittany, which is a British act, who's, you know, they're both British. Two T's in that Brittany. And then Andrew Richardson. Andrew Richardson. Okay. okay. I'm looking at him. The tennis player? No. All right. Okay. So spindly British guys who yeah. are just beefy. I mean, I know that people can transform their bodies, but Henry Cavill is just naturally big and beefy. Well, it's I mean, the not man naturally. of steel. He's the not man the steel. man of rubber or right. the man of Kevlar. Yeah. It's the man of steel. Right. Exactly. Steel. And then um, as far as uh, the running in the running for um, Lois Lane, uh, Rachel Brosnahan. OK, she's from the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We know her from that. Um, and then Bridgerton actress Phoebe Divinor. Am I saying that right, Mike? Sure. Yeah, I don't watch. Sure. I didn't watch um, that. So, so basically, that. these are all uh, not a list actors that are connected. Yes. I mean, for the most part, these are I mean, <sighs> They are successful actors. I'm just saying that these are not at the level of a Henry Cavill. Right. They're just going to be, you know, you're not going to be somebody who is super well known. I think they want to Although, build them into that. Okay. I will say of all the names that you mentioned, uh -huh. this David Cornsweat guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. He does have like, there is a picture of him that looks very 
Look at this picture of him. Yeah. Tell me that's not oh a young Superman. Okay, that one's good. This I like that. This looks like one. a young Henry Cavill, honestly. Kind of, but oh, not gosh. Oh my god, he's totally wow. topper. Uh oh. He just toppled over his monitor. He also spilled <gasps> earlier some water and coffee. Hey, Don, what happens in the studio stays in the studio. We don't talk anyway, about that on the air. Any who's so you've got that, and then I do want to Don's not wearing pants. Oh, sorry. It's very swampy in here. No, I, I think this Mr. Corn Sweat guy, he's a contender. If, you, if you're looking for a, uh, a younger Superman that kind of gives Superman vibes, he's got those like dreamy eyes and he has that chiseled jawline. Mm-hmm, but which not is, like Henry Cavill. Well, of course not. But I'm, I've, I'm trying to get us to a new place. Yeah, we have to. Okay, so this is what James Gunn said about it. I completely relate to Superman because he's everything I am. Okay, he's somebody who is an outsider who feels like an alien, but also the ultimate insider because he's blanking Superman. And that's kind of what I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Can we give him a cup of dandelion tea with a little (laughs) shot of ego reducer in it? Yeah. I don't know, James. Mr. Cornsweat was born the year I graduated high school. (laughs) So. Does he play cornhole at a picnic? (laughs) Does he make your corn sweat? We're going to find out this summer. I can't take that. When we, well, he'd like you to. Hey, when we come. (laughs) Don's taking us. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works. BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team right over in St. Anthony for the last 40 years. They're the real deal. The hometown pros. They're not going to take you for a ride. And it's summer road trip season. Actually, probably just around the corner but in either case it's time to start thinking about whether or not your vehicle's in tip-top shape for all the summer fun you're going to have on the road and the easiest way i know to make sure is to bring your vehicle into tom and his team over at boulevard so whether it's scheduled maintenance or just having them give you you know a quick once over to make sure the tires are in good shape you name it tom and his team are there for you and with free courtesy cars and a car wash with every service They're going to keep your car happy all summer long. I love the service. I love the professionalism. I love the attention to detail. And most importantly, I love picking my vehicle up knowing it's in better shape than when I brought it in. Head to blvdautoworks.com today. Tell them Bradley sent you. Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 107.1. Hey, guys, we have some entertainment stories. Some of them are from the past. And none of them are from the future because we're not that cool. But let's go to the back lot. To the back lot, it's time to go. Time to go to the back lot. It's the lot that is in the back of a movie studio. To the back lot, it's time to go. Won't you join us in the back lot? We're meeting Bradley and Don in the back lot. Let's go. Where are we going today, kids? Well, we're not going way back in time for some scandal. We're doing something that's just enough for a Monday, and that is, who was hotter back in the day, Al Pacino or Robert De Niro? Oh. TMZ uh, brought light to this Twitter story. Um, A woman named Ashley Reese. I have this link on our uh, show page list here. Okay. Um... She says, at a wedding and having a big debate right now. Please vote. Who was hotter, young Al Pacino or young Robert De Niro? 
Okay, so people, yes, you have to do a little bit of work, but um, if you click on our show links, you can also do this at home. There are a lot of old pictures of each of them from back in the day, and there are pictures of them now, and I think we can agree that Al Pacino hasn't aged well. I mean, you know, he's. Uh, I, I just want to give him a makeover, kind of, you know? Okay. It just, it's a little bit, the hair is a little bit too dyed dark. Mm. Like, you're not fooling anybody, Al Pacino. Yeah. It just looks a little silly. It's a bouffant, and um, it looks like he's done some hard living. <laughs> <laughs> to well, put it mildly. But we're not talking about today's no. Al Pacino. We're talking about old school Al Pacino. Yeah, that is correct. Now, this particular thread, um, 30 million people, 32.4 million views. It is now a 50-50 race and the votes are final. Two, 277,372 votes. It's neck and neck. But now we are here to decide. With my talkers, mm-hmm. who is hotter? You know, it's interesting that it's tied because I, when I first started looking, I was like, I don't, this is not easy for me to pick. I think I have a favorite, but when I, you know, hold them up against each other in terms of like old photos of the two, I'm like, well, I can understand why it's a toss up, although I do lean one way. But do you want to tell us, uh, what your thinking has been well, or what moved you to well, hone in I, on this particular matchup? I did a little digging and I took some notes that I thought were going to be on one post-it note. And then it turned into one, two, oh three, my God, Dawn. four, now, five, is that like six, seven, pros and cons eight, or what? nine, ten post-its. You have ten post-its? Oh Just God. about Robert De Niro and his dating history. Oh, I don't know if you want to know, but this makes me so Robert De Niro's dating history is turning you off. But just from like, can we start, though, from a visual? Yeah, let's. Yeah, because you have to like just your, you know, without knowing all the details. Yeah, because I don't want to know all that. I can tell you a little bit here in a minute. I do want to. I I do, because I think what's going to happen is you're going to make a gut reaction based on physicality, but then you're going to have to narrow the field a little bit. And I think that's where you start to bring in personality reputation, all that stuff, and then you can tell us all the people he was with. But do you have a, a My strong gut reaction physically? is physically because I like his smile, Robert De Niro. Oh. He has a really cute smile. You know, he's got those lines right by his mouth over here, which yeah. it's like dimples, but they're deeper. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of into that. Or just a very nice smile. Robert De Niro has a, a really cute smile. Um, he does have a nice smile, um, especially back in the day. Mike, can we start with your baseline? Do you have a preference for either Robert De Niro or Al Pacino? Looking through the gallery that was provided here by TMZ, it there are more. I I feel like the best looking pictures of Al Pacino are better than the best looking pics of De Niro. Okay, but there are less. Not good looking pictures of De Niro, if you get what I'm saying. Like Less Al Pacino, there's a not few, good looking so, pictures of De Niro. There's a few of Pacino that I'm like, okay, that's not attractive at all. Yeah. Whereas De Niro, every one of them, his baseline is a little is higher overall, uh, I think. Okay. And there are some pictures that I'm very much like Al Pacino. No, that's just gross looking. But every one <laughs> of Robert De Niro is like, man, he's a good looking man. That okay. Is yep. right. That's, that's how I'd go. 
Yeah, you know, I will say I was definitely leaning towards Robert De Niro, young Robert De Niro photos, than young Al Pacino photos. And I think, again, it's the dimple. And doesn't he have a mole? He does have yep. a little mole. Yeah, and That's I think a moles beauty are mark. Just, a beauty mark. I think beauty marks are sexy drawing. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's where I'm going to, like, throw my my change in the fountain. But, okay, so that's pure physicality. Now, you started to do some digging, and yeah. apparently Mr. De Niro started to turn you off. Let me go through or, my... I'm sorry, Mr. Pacino. Wait, no, Mr. Mr. De Niro. Oh. Mr. De Niro, let's start... Paging Mr. De Niro. Mr. De Niro. So there is a book uh, about Robert De Niro, and it's written by uh, Sean Levy. And he um, talks about how he's jealous and possessive. During, uh, he, of course, was in Taxi Driver, and he met Diana Abbott. He married her. He cheated on her throughout the entire relationship. He had one kid and then adopted the other. And he was, quote, very Italian with Diana um, but he would just leave her at home, Diane Abbott. She was married to him for quite a while in the, um, yeah, it's, it's really kind of gross because he left this woman at home, but then he would fly around and hit on a lot of women and like apparently cheat on her a lot. Oh. Um, then while he was driving, so he's still married to Diana Abbott. He's driving in, um, in the Bel Air area and he sees a woman in a car named Helena Springs. He got her to pull over. They had relations. She got pregnant. And this is all still while he's married to the first woman. He gave her $50,000 to help with the baby and then said, bye. But Mm. he wouldn't give any medical history or a blood test. He's still married. In 1987, he met a hostess at Mr. Chow's, who is Grace Hightower. This is in London. All still married to the first mm, woman. Okay, he separated from Diana. Um, he didn't want to stay at home. Then he aggressively pursued Whitney Houston, sent her diamonds and flowers. An actress named Tookie Smith. She, he had twins with her. He also pursued Naomi Campbell at nineteen ninety two. In nineteen ninety two, he's he's now divorced. The so first this, woman. This turned you off. It did. And then, oh my gosh! Oh. I know it goes on, but can we? Um, we oh do have someone gosh. on the phone who so wants to terrible. share their two cents. Should we go to the phones? Who do we have, Mike? Here's Terry. Terry has some thoughts for us. Terry, what did you want to share about Al Pacino versus Robert De Niro? Hey, Bradley. Hey, Don. Hi. So, when you're talking younger, I have to know if you're talking Pacino in Godfather, yes, or Pacino in Serpico. Oh, Al I mean, Pacino it's all of it. Serpico. They have pictures okay. from both. Yeah. So if we go with Pacino in Serpico with the long hair and the beard, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, he's oh. that's sexy. You're but right. I just Googled. The Godfather years, no. Okay. <laughs> you know. Anyways, thank. I have to say the sexiest is De Niro. Okay. All right. Thank you for De Niro. that. De Niro. We just have to ignore his dating life. So she <laughs> says De Niro, but I'm Al just Pac- talking. I'm just talking looks. That's yeah. right. That's what we're here for. The shallow stuff. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Thank you. I did look up uh, Al Pacino Serpico, and I, I do agree. The long hair and the beard, uh, that's a look. I have a couple of clips here. Maybe this will help us decide. Okay. Okay. They're, uh, yeah, you saw the note, Mike. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. Let's start with Robert De Niro in Dirty Grandpa. Uh, Shadia, this is uh, Mike. Dr. Richards. I teach history at the University of Georgia. You're a professor? 
Yeah, why? You're looking for some extra credit? <laughs> you know, I lost my virginity at my pop-up's bingo night. My <laughs> name's Lenore. Ah, the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. So you guys want to tag along for a bit, maybe? Party some babies into us? We have a long-standing bet. Who's what? the better golfer? Obviously, I've got the biggest... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Three wood. <laughs> okay. So that's with Zac Efron, Dirty Grandpa. That's supposed to make me, uh, help me make up my mind? I don't know. He's oh. flirting. Okay, and now here is um, a clip from... This is Al Pacino in Frankie and Johnny, and he is trying to get um, uh, the actress who escapes me right now. She's a beautiful blonde. Anyway, to get her to take off her robe, and this is how he's ex- trying to explain it to her. I don't know. I just to know that I can. I can just look at the woman I love and just see her. Her eyes, her breasts, her stomach. Her... Don't say it. I wasn't going to say that. I hate that word. I wasn't going to say that one. Well, I hate both of them. Okay, I'll look up some new ones in my thesaurus. <sighs> I never know when you're playing games or being serious. I am doing both, serious games. Look, <laughs> why do we have to name everything? It, it, say you had a, a pet parakeet, right? It was beautiful. I want to look at it. <laughs> You'd let me look at it, and we'd be on to the next thing. Okay, all right. <laughs> that is Michelle Pfeiffer. I could not remember. But yeah, so based on voice, who do you think is hotter? I mean, you that's old either. I want the younger versions to know who's like who's got the sexier voice. No, no, no. Those were young. Oh, oh, okay. Bad yeah. grandpa. Bad he's grandma like a hundred years yeah, old. Yeah, it's true. But those were the sexy scenes. So, I mean, you didn't want me to bring up Cape Fear. That's really gross. Yeah, I don't know. No. You don't. That's creepy. Do you, so, are you still team? I'm Robert De Niro. De Niro. I am. Even though he's got a sketchy past. A sketchy past. We're just going to look at him. Just right. based on looks alone. And Mike, what's your decision? Uh, Voice-wise, definitely Pacino, but uh, yeah. overall Robert De Niro, just okay. from looks. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to stick with uh, De Niro. So we all agree Robert De Niro. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, that I'm was easy. Thank that. you for that, John. Another yes. trip down the back lot. When we come back, ooh, toxic workplace is a topic for discussion in our next segment because, well, Kelly Clarkson's... Uh, TV show has been accused of having a toxic workplace. We've got all the latest from Rolling Stone and more when we return right here on My Talk. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 107.1. It's time for some entertainment and we have to talk about Kelly Clarkson. She's in the dark. She doesn't know what's going on. Or does she? Well, that's for you to decide. But I will say I did find this piece in the Rolling Stone that came out on Friday. And not the Rolling Stone. I sound like I'm 100. I'm the Rolling Stones. The, uh, you know, Rolling Stone. Anyway, Mike, I think you brought that up on Thursday or Friday of last week. This piece in Rolling Stone about the toxic behind the scenes culture at the Kelly Clarkson show. And I think, Dawn, our first reaction is not Kelly Clarkson. She's nice. We all love her. Yeah. We don't want to believe these lies. Well, she has since responded to these lies, and we can talk about that, but I, I do want to just set the table and tell you that 
when you read this piece in Rolling Stone, allegedly, let me just thumbnail it for you. It's toxic, but most of the people who called it toxic say it's not Kelly's fault. She probably doesn't know what's going on uh, at the show, which, okay, great. That's fine because we like Kelly Clarkson, but the show has her name on it. And it just makes me think like, you know, the fact that she didn't know seems like a problem. Right. Like, you know, I would hope that if if you have a show with your name on it or if you and I had a show with our names on it. Oh, wait, that. Oh, yeah. If something went down, we would have we an would idea. Mike go after them because he's <laughs> our enforcer. Mike's the one going after <gasps> us because not. of the toxic work environment. Oh, no. <laughs> no comment. Hey, oh, hey, at least we don't bring ticks. Oh, ticks. Okay, I was like, what is she? What? Uh, yeah, no, you're welcome, Mike. This Thank is you. a tick-free environment. <laughs> Unlike Steve Patterson, who had two ticks on him today. Alone. Yeah, like, that is more anyway. than my dog has ever had. <laughs> Back to Kelly Clarkson. No, but anyway, so what do you say of that? So, like, and we can talk about some of the, I, I do want to give you some of the details in the piece, but mm-hmm. what do you make of this, like, Kelly Clarkson didn't know. Yeah. But there's a problem. I can see how that is possible, you know, that she doesn't know. What can we go over? uh, Do you happen to know what some of the complaints were? Okay. Can we talk about that? Yeah. So, for example, um, it it does sound like the biggest offender in this piece is the show's executive producer, Alex Duda, who we talked about in a blind item. Executive producer previously on other shows, including but not limited to Tyra Banks, which also had some toxic workplace issues. But specifically, if I were going to uh, give you some examples, like one one staffer talked about how she needed to um, like, let me see if I can find. I remember a second former employee adds, quote, I remember going up on the roof of the stage to cry, being like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I putting myself through this? Um, the different kinds of things that were given as examples essentially were not being listened to, being yelled at. In one case, a a stapler was thrown. (gasps) Yeah, like they allege that, you know, the particular producer in question, not Alex Duda, but another producer would get so angry and blow up and in one case threw a stapler and then people would laugh it off like, oh, that's just the way he is. So that kind of stuff, um, being overworked and not, again, not listened to, Mm. not um, made to feel a part of, you know, the process. As for, let's see, let me see if I can find another example. Um, A number of HR complaints, they apparently weren't getting paid for a two-week Christmas hiatus. And the staffers say that they don't even think Kelly's fantastic. Here's what one employee said who spoke anonymously to Rolling Stone. Kelly's fantastic. She's a person who never treats anyone uh, or never treats anyone with anything but dignity and is incredibly appreciative. I would be shocked if she knew I'd be floored if she knew the staff wasn't getting paid for two weeks of Christmas hiatus. The Kelly I interacted with and that everyone knows would probably be aghast to learn that. But I also I also feel like. Kelly should know that it's her now and now we'll see what really happens. It's her responsibility to now that she is aware of these things. 
we need some action. One former employee says they recently quit working at the show because a producer who reports to Duda, that's Alex Duda, the executive producer, yelled and cursed at them multiple times on stage. They de- uh, the, the employee says they developed so much anxiety from the way they were treated at work that they would generally or regularly vomit and exhibit physical signs of sickness. The job deteriorated my mental health, they say. Another one took a leave of absence because of mental health and uh, because they say their mental health was suffering. They were bullied and intimidated by producers who went out of their way to make staffers feel scared to ask questions to get their work done. I mean, and it goes on from there. So, again, I think now that it's all out in the open, Kelly's going to have to like, you know, she can't hide behind the fact that she didn't know. And I, I will say she did release a statement, and the statement was everything you would hope for, but I don't know that that's necessarily going to correct the problem, right? I Yeah, I would. Now, we know that they're moving to New York soon. This is Maybe this is time to trim the fat a little bit, <laughs> meaning the people that are toxic, you don't get to come on the journey. And I we're mean, not going to pay to Whether they move or you. not, you'd hope that they would address the issues that are, you know, confronting the workplace here's the statement that kelly put out on social media and i'm i don't know that i want to read all of this because it's a long one so you can read it at your leisure but here's part of what she said in my 20 years in the entertainment industry i've always led with my heart and what i believe to be right i love my team at the kelly clarkson show and to find out that anyone is feeling unheard and or disrespected on the show is unacceptable I've always been and will continue to be committed to creating and maintaining a safe and healthy environment at the Kelly Clarkson show. As we prepare for a move to the East Coast, I am more committed than ever to ensuring that not only our team that is moving, but also our new team in New York is comprised of the best and the kindness, kind, kindest in the business. Part of that build will include leadership training for all of the senior staff, including myself there is always room to grow and ensure we are all becoming and being the best version of ourselves in any business. So, I mean, that certainly sounds like the right thing to say, but I mean, if people are continuously pointing out that one person seems to be the problem, you'd hope that they, that she would address that. True. Yeah. I've just looked on the, you know, so many people go into making a, any show, that's on TV. And I was just looking through the IMDb DB of all the people just on the crew that are involved. And it's yeah. hundreds yeah. of people, whether it be all, oh, they just did a few episodes from, you know, these dates to these dates. It still is a huge, huge number of people. And you have to scroll all the way down past all of the guests, of course, to get to the crew, but all the producers, I mean, there's probably a hundred producers some of them are like on for 10 episodes or whatever, but geez. Yeah, I think if I were Kelly, I mean, I don't know. Again, once if your name is on the show, I feel like you have an obligation to make sure that the show reflects who you are. You know, just sort of being like, there's so many people. I There's no way I knew. To me, that doesn't seem like that excuse is going to hold much water for the simple fact that you're a public figure. Your name is on the show. People aren't going to understand that there's an executive producer and you're not that person. It's like the same with Ellen DeGeneres. Remember Mm -hmm. this whole conversation about the toxic workplace with Ellen? You can't hide behind I didn't know Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, people just see the show as an extension of you. Right. So I feel like if she doesn't want it to affect her personality. This is what I would do. Okay. I would say meet me at the Marriott Hotel. In the lobby, what? and he, I would just message a couple of PAs and say what's going on, and then say, "Okay, I want to bring." 
from the very lowest of the uh, totem pole, you start interviewing those people first, Kelly Clarkson. Okay. You know? And yeah, then she definitely what's really going on. She definitely needs to get more involved in the process. And she probably should bring in Miss Duda. Well, not first, you, because Miss well, Duda no, will go she, song and dance. I'm she, not Duda Day. I'm not doing anything. She doesn't need to ask questions as much as she needs to give her a what's what. Yeah. According to this story. Papers. We'll put that interview or that Rolling Stone piece on our show links page. When we come back, a bunch of things dirty in a hotel that Don's going to tell.